Hi, this is What You Say in English, Season 3, Episode 5. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of What You Say in English, the podcast in which I listen to you and give you my professional feedback. And today I would like to start by giving, let's say, wonderful news, because I never talk about these things. The people who listen to my show and the statistics that I get from Anchor, the website where I host my podcast and, you know, I make it available to everybody. And it's very funny because when I look at the platform and when I look at the audience statistics, I get pretty basic statistics for the last 30 days, the last 90 days, or ever since I started. And I don't usually share this, this information with my listeners, but I think it's quite interesting. And obviously, by geographic location, 21% of my listeners are from Spain, which is understandable because basically the people that I interview and, and most of the students that I get are, if not living here, and of course, the get connected online, but I know that I get a lot of listeners from Spain. It's understandable because I am based in Spain and that's my main target, basically. But of course, people from all around the world can listen to my podcast. Now, this is interesting. The second place and the third place is a tie. They have the same percentage and it's 7% of my listeners are from the United States and from Italy. This is <laughs> very funny. Now, when I click on the United States, like I get a breakdown of states. And the number one state is Virginia. I do have a friend in Virginia, but honestly, I don't know if, he's, if he listens to my show. He lives in, the last thing I heard is that he was living in Roanoke, Virginia. And when I click on Virginia, 89% of the listeners from Virginia are from Washington but Washington, Virginia, not Washington, D.C. or Washington State. And I would like to know, that person or people who are in Washington, Virginia, thank you for listening to my show. Honestly, it's, it's something that I would never have expected, to be honest. Another thing that I, would, I wanted to talk about today was the community of Swell, the application that I told you about last week. And it's going really well there. And, and it's not only the people, the usual suspects, as I call them, the people who listen to my show, but also the people in the Swell community itself. I'm, I'm becoming addicted to just listening to people telling their stories, people, real people, saying how they feel and expressing their views, their, their ideas. And it's, it's great because I'm, I'm finding myself, for example, listening to other people and, and actually sharing my views and ideas. It's, I think it's great. For some reason, for some strange reason, it makes me feel very, very at peace with myself, you know, like finding like-minded individuals. And in the second question, I think it was the second question, somebody left a reply, and I'm going to uh, play it full here before we get started with today's episode. It's a, 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 she's a regular listener to my show, and the level of complexity that she used, the vocabulary that she used, is just amazing. She used a lot of expressions that I used lately. For example, the one about the episode about polywords, for example, using expressions like truth be told and, and, you know, similar expressions like that. 
And you can tell that she's been listening to my show because she recycles a lot of the vocabulary and expressions that I have told you before. So this is her message. Hi, Frank. That's a very thought-provoking question. If the truth be told, I'm more inclined to know exam abroad as I'm a firm believer in alternative educational system. I think that exams can be more of a hindrance than a help when it comes to learning process. Many students uh, might feel overwhelmed or anxious when they are preparing for their exams. And also the exams represent the external motivation. And I think that's not ideal case, an ideal case. I think that a good alternative is that students have their own freedom when and how to learn and also which subject they prefer they can get to know their strengths uh, but also their weaknesses at the same time and it uh, gives them uh, not only confidence i would say but the, the great tool for decision uh, about their future field of expertise and uh, also they uh, I think they feel more responsibility for their learning process and knowledge in general uh, as opposed to students in traditional educational systems so that's my that's my thoughts about this question. Wow, it was a great answer. She was answering the first question that I posted on Swell, the one about the exams and how exams were important or not, and what people thought about exams in general, if they were more of a hindrance. She actually used the word hindrance, which is really good. She also thought that it was a thought-provoking question. She used the expression truth be told and overwhelmed. The students might feel overwhelmed or anxious when they are preparing for their, their exams. She also pronounced exams well because students, especially here in Spain, students have the tendency of using the, it's a two-syllable word, and they usually stress the word in the first syllable. They, and people, a lot of people say exam, but it's not that the word does not have this, that stress. It's exam. And it sounds like a g and a z. Exams. That's what, how I usually say it. So, Katarina, I know that I replied to you in, on Swell, but I'm doing it here now. Thank you very much for your wonderful reply. This is one of those model questions. This is one of those model answers that you just want to repeat for other people to listen to. And remember that you don't have to sound like a native speaker, even though her pronunciation is very clear and she has great intelligibility. Good pronunciation, Katarina. Thank you very much. So after the short break, we're going to take a listen to the full interview with Tenoch Huerta when he visited Jimmy Kimmel Live. <laughs> So 
So here's the interview with Tenoch Huerta. He was visiting Jimmy Kimmel Live because he was promoting Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And I hope you've had time to see it. I saw it last night and it was amazing. It was incredible. I cannot tell you anything because it's, you know, spoiler alert. Okay, so this is the interview. Take a listen. And after this, in the following break, I'm going to give my professional feedback. Next guest comes to us from uh, Mexico by the way of Talocan. He plays Prince Namor, the Submariner, in the highly anticipated Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Opens in theaters November 11th. Please welcome Tenoch Cuerta. Amazing. You're wearing the color of the sea. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you. It's very good to see you. I saw the movie last night. It was fantastic. Oh. You were fantastic in it. What an exciting thing to be a part of, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's fun. It's an amazing movie. And Ryan Coogler, all the team, they are the best. I'm looking at your ears right now, and they seem to be normal. They're not uh, pointing yeah, at all. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I could have. Will you tell me, and I know you're you're from Mexico. You're, uh, you're a star in Mexico. Now you're a huge star here in the United States in just like a week and a half, I guess. Um, <laughs> how did this... How did you wind up in this movie? What's the origin story? Well, it was so... Funny story, mm -hmm. I was in uh, uh, New Orleans making a movie, so I received a call, a Zoom call from Ryan Cooler, the director, and we were talking about the project. He was explaining to me about the shaman and a, a, and a berberish, a magical berberish that he, got, he gave to the people, and then it was frozen for around five minutes. The Zoom was frozen? Yeah, uh -huh. and then it, it, it back, and he said, so what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how to swim? I never drowned before. <laughs> okay. So we, you didn't tell him you missed the whole thing? Totally. You didn't, okay. Totally. And then, so, then he asked you if you knew how to swim? Yeah. And I, you said... I never drowned before. I never drowned before. Which no. is not a, it's not a lie. Right? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's not a lie. I'm, I'm here. Quite clearly. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, my team called me and they asked me what was about, you know, all the, all the, all the, all the uh, communication and everything. I said, yeah, we were talking about the shaman and then he was frozen for, for around five minutes and then he's back and say, are you in? And he said, yeah. So, <laughs> you don't know exactly what we, you were talking about. No. no you just Why do you say yes? But just because. <laughs> you know, and, and he asked me if I know how to swim. I said, I never drawn before. They were laughing, and then they called the, the producer, Nate. Nate called me back, and he explained everything to me, and he asked me again, do you know how to swim? I never drawn before. <laughs> and then my, my team again called me and said, but do you know how to swim? I never drawn before. <laughs> Seriously. No, I don't know how to swim. Come on, man, you should say that, you know, because it's dangerous. So. Oh my God, the Submariner doesn't know how to swim. That's incredible. <laughs> that is a, I mean, that's crazy. And that's the magic of the movie. That's the magic of the movie. <laughs> but you do know how to swim. I saw you swimming, you must have, you then went, did you go sign up at the YMCA after that and learn no. to swim? <laughs> one, one month later, I was in, taking classes. Uh-huh. Floaties. 
Like how much, when you say you didn't know how to swim, did you really like not at all know how to swim? I never drowned before. You never done it. <laughs> wow. And so they get you in and you're just you're just going through the very basics. Yeah, very basics. And you know, with these floaties that they, they For real floaties. Around. I think you were joking. Yeah, 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 with kids. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. How embarrassing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> If wow. You, if you ever think that to be an actor is so glamorous, no. It is no. not that glamorous. Wow, no. that, is a, that is an incredible story. Who in your life is most excited about this, about you being oh, a Marvel hero? It's my friend, Aleria. She's, I don't know where is she, but she was so excited. I, 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 first, I call her and say, okay, let's, let's work together in this project. And she was, oh, I, know, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure. When I said it's for a Marvel movie, she went crazy. Okay. She sent me all the info about my character because I, I, I knew about my character, but not too much, not, not that crazy. But she sent me every single detail. She was totally crazy. Yeah, and what's good for you though, you got to learn about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> you didn't have to lie to the producers again and say you already knew everything about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But then it, she became uh, the, the Marvel police. And she, oh, she became your Marvel police. Totally. If I was with friends, friends, closer friends, explaining the, explaining to them, you know, that, that what is it about, uh, everything. She was, no, stop. You can say this, you can say that, blah, 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 blah. It was like, wow. Okay. You traveled with your own censor. Well, that's probably for the best. <laughs> And for, for this current day. Was she at the premiere last night? Yes, of yeah, course. Was. And was that your, the first time you saw the movie? Yeah, for, yes. it was for the first time. It was, I was so nervous. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine what that experience must have been like. Yeah, when you come out of the water. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but I would like to give a lot of the stuff away. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But it's very creatively done. And I would imagine, like, you're, well, you're just missing Halloween, so now... Um, you, you won't see kids probably dressed as, maybe you will see, maybe they'll see the commercials and dress. I don't recommend that. Well, you don't recommend what? It's, uh, to, to, to dress like, like Neymar in this Halloween because it's just tiny shorts. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> You'd have Almost to be naked. somewhere warm, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of tiny shorts, I noticed that in, in the, this is the, this is like the uh, kind of vintage uh, Prince Namor, uh, no more, as uh, your character says it. Yeah. And he has got like the bikini bottoms. You went with like the boy shorts. You went with like the, the boxer brief type. <laughs> was that your decision or that, was that the producers? It was the producers. It was the producers yeah, who did yeah. that. Yeah, I was worried. I, I mean, I, I, I asked for, for a whole suit, you know, with muscles included. Oh, yeah, 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 like the little kids were... <laughs> they didn't. They, they said no. <laughs> they didn't. I call them the shame shorts. The shame shorts? <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, I'm very happy for you. You seem like a terrific guy, and uh, I mean, I can't, can't wait to see you. What is uh, ahead for the character? And I'm sure the audience can't wait to see the character for the first time. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It opens in theaters on November 11th. Tenoch Huerta, everybody. Thank you, Tenoch. Well, first of all, I would like to say that Tenoch is an amazing guy. He's such a good sport.
Normally in English, when we say that someone is a good sport, is someone who will, you know, go along with everything you throw at them and, you know, they, they will behave really well and they will just accept anything that you have to tell them with, with a smile on their face. And Tanach is no exception. I think he behaved really well and he was a star. He was definitely a star. And, but there are a few things that I would like to, you know, point out, which I think are going to be very interesting for you guys. The first thing, I mean, after they start with the introductions, I mean, everything went well, very short interactions. But after the first question, I want you to pay attention closely to how he develops the answer. Jimmy asks him about the origin story, and this is what he said. Well, it was a funny story. Mm -hmm. I was in uh, uh, New Orleans making a movie, so I received a call, a Zoom call from Ryan Cooler, the director, and we were talking about the project. He was explaining to me about the shaman and a, a, and a berberish, a magical berberish that he, got, he gave to the people, and then it was frozen for around five minutes. So the great thing here is that Tanach can extend an answer really well and he uses intonation to a good to create a good effect to make the other per person that he's talking to feel comfortable. But I can notice for example that he lacks control of tenses, basic tenses. For example, when he said I receive a call, he's he didn't say I received a call. And actually with the linking you would probably hear the d sound in the past tense. So you would say, I received a call. I received a call, a Zoom call from Ryan Kugler, the director. And then he had a problem with the, in this word, beverage. Beverage. It's a drink. I think it would have been nicer, for example, if he um, hadn't used the word beverage. And, and instead, he would have used, for example, drink or cocktail. Even cocktail is, sounds very exotic which I think would go uh, better with, with the whole theme of, of what he was talking about. But he did have problems with the word beverage. I think it became in, unintelligible. And for a lot of people, it would, it would definitely get uh, catch them off guard because, you know, it sounded more like a beverage. Boo well, I can't, I can't repeat it, but he had problems with that word. Also, when he said that he gave... Uh, the beverage that he gave to the people, of course, basic tenses in this case. Um, overall, you will hear that I will repeat the same idea. I think what what Tanach needs to uh, improve is his grammatical control with tenses and how he uses different tenses and past simple and past. He used past continuous. For example, he said that um, when he described the background, he said, it was a funny story. I was in New Orleans making a movie. That's great. That's a fantastic phrase. And he said, we were talking about the project. And that's good because normally when we use, when we retell a story, when we tell an anecdote, we use continuous forms to set the background of the story. And then we use past simple normally to set the single events that happen or interrupt that that background story that, that you might say. And after this, Jimmy says the Zoom was frozen. Just to clarify, because in the end, by the end of the, the answer, Tanach said, and then it was frozen for around five minutes. So that it is not very clear. I think that's a problem of referencing. For example, in his mind, he was thinking that 
the Zoom call was frozen, got frozen for a moment, I, I would probably say that connection got lost. And of course, he lost control a little bit there. And, and Jimmy, you know, tried to like translate or making sure that everybody would follow his train of thought. Okay, so, and also, by the way, remember that as I put in the description box, you can download the PDF with the feedback that I'm giving now. Of course, in the episode, you can listen to me babble more. <laughs> you can listen to me saying more things, but you have a, a summarized version of this feedback available from the episode description. You have a link and then you can download the PDF, okay? So you can follow my feedback here, okay? So let's continue. In the following question, because the Zoom, uh, Jimmy Kimmel says the Zoom was frozen, and then he gives an answer. And I think what he said was really good, but then some tiny little problems. Take a listen. Uh -huh. And then it, it, it back, and he said, so what do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know how to swim? I never drowned before. <laughs> so saying here, for example, that, and then it back, it's missing something. Of course, he should have said it came back or the connection came back. And of course, that's the part in which you might probably lose intelligibility or communication might break down because you're not specifically referring to what came back. And also, it back, using back, the preposition as a verb, is, is not appropriate in this situation. For example, you can back your car. That's a way in which you can use back as a verb. So I was backing the car, you know, like driving back in reverse. But of course, in this case, it, it just doesn't apply. And of course, the following part, for example, I'm going to play that, that segment to the part in which I think it's really good. Here, for example, uh, he uses quoted speech. So what do you think? Do you know how to swim? This is actually really good. Let, take a listen. So what do you think? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how to swim? Well, in this case, he's using intonation correctly. He said the what do you think? The intonation went down. Then, yeah, in a kind of doubting, like he's not really sure. He was saying yes, but obviously in the situation, he didn't know what to say. And then the question, do you know how to swim? It has a rising intonation. So in this case, using prison simple, he doesn't seem to have any problems and he's using quoted speech. So great for him. You could say, for example, that he has the fluency of a strong B2 speaker, but the grammatical control of a strong B1. Of course, this all refers to the CEFR, which is the common European framework for languages. If you're not acquainted with it, I suggest that you should, you know, read about it because we separate languages into levels. Okay. I hope it's not anything new for you, but you know, you might get as well acquainted with that. Now, in terms of pronunciation, I think something interesting happens because I think he is a little deaf when it comes to hearing the contractions that other people make. Some, I know that sometimes contractions escape the ear and it's the brain that listens to them. It's, it's a kind of phonological weird stuff that happens in the brain. I mean, sometimes, of course, when you listen to the recording clearly, you notice those things. But if you've been in this business as much as I have, your ear gets trained to the point of really hearing when other people 
make the contractions when they speak. And it's something that um, I would say a lot of native speakers do. Listen to the way he says, I never, I've never drunk before, because this is the correct way in, in he should have said it. I've he said it several times in the interview, and I think it deserves a mention in this case. He said, I've never drowned before because that's, he has to use the present perfect. He's talking about personal experience in the past. So the correct tense is, I've never drowned before. Do you know how to swim? I never drowned before. <laughs> and then my, my team again called me and said, but yeah, do you know how to swim? I never drowned before. <laughs> like how much, when you say you didn't know how to swim, did you really like not at all know how to swim? I never drowned before. So when you hear it clearly, obviously he says, I never drowned before in present simple. Obviously by the topic and the context of the conversation, he or people, his interlocutors will understand I've never drowned before because that's what we're mentally prepared to accept. But obviously it's a lack of control in his case. I'm not really sure if that's what he has heard in this case, but obviously it's a lack of grammatical control and also pronunciation when making contractions. I know that a lot of native speakers make contractions galore, you know, like everywhere they make contractions, but it's up to the listener to really get if the person has made contractions or not. However, I think that not everything is bad with Tenoch Huerta. I think he is aware of how he controls grammar. There's a moment, a lapse in hesitation that I think, and this is, I'm, I'm quite convinced of this because I've seen it before in my students. And when I ask them, like, what happened to you in this moment? And they tell me that it's because they realize they made a mistake. And when they realize they make a mistake, it's a little difficult for you to backtrack, to go back and repair what you said. Take a listen to this, and I will explain what I mean by this. So, uh, yeah, the, my team called me and they asked me what it was about, you know, all the, all the, all the, all the uh, communication and everything. The exact mistake was this. Take a listen again. They asked me what it was about. He should have said, they asked me what all was about or what this all was about. That would, that would be the correct expression. And I think he realized that he made a mistake in that moment. And of course, he started the repetition, the hesitation, like I, 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 because it, believe it or not, when you make a mistake and you realize you make a mistake, your brain enters in a kind of um, short circuit mode. And for a moment, you stop thinking about what you're going to say and you start thinking, how am I going to repair this? I think that's I think that's beneficial. I think that's a moment in when you, you realize that you know you're making mistakes. And this is part of becoming aware of how well you speak, especially because he's in front of, you know, television. He is in national television because Jimmy Kimmel Live is seen by all the country and not all the con country, but outside the country as well. But I would say that Tenoch Huerta behaved like a champion. I think he didn't show that he was nervous at all. And he was probably nervous. I can tell that he was probably nervous. But he did it like a champion. I think from here, if Tanoch, if you ever listen to this, 
uh, congratulations, man. Uh, you did a great job. And I think there's a bright future for you in this business. The following moment in which we can hear Tenoch Huerta give an extended answer is when Jimmy asks him about a, a person, a, a special person in his life who is excited about him becoming a Marvel hero. And he talked about a girl. We don't know who she is. M must be his special someone. And uh, he said he's a friend, of course, lady. <laughs> it's funny because in Spanish, there's this way of referring to a friend, whether it's a woman or a man. And we have the endings in Spanish, you know, amigo, amiga uh, for masculine and feminine. And he said, is my friend, she's my friend, lady. <laughs> and he had to, he felt that he needed to specify that it was a lady. But I think it's, it's part of speaking the language. I mean, coming from a Spanish background, I think it's almost natural. But I would say that you can tell that he still has problems with embedded phrases. Embedded phrases is when we put two grammatical structures together. Of course, one will dominate the other, especially when we make questions. He said, I don't know where is she. Take a listen to how he said it. Is my friend, Aleria, she's, I don't know where is she, but she was so excited. And as much as I love the intonation that he uses to give a natural sense, you know, make it feel more warm, I would say that, of course, he forgot the subjects, like, she's my friend. She's, he only said, is my friend. He said, I don't know where is she, but she was so excited. So, of course, it's, I don't know where is she should be. I don't know where she is. Because the where is she is not really the question. And this is what we call an embedded question or an embedded phrase. The question is embedded in a sentence. So we cannot follow the regular pattern of a question. Because you're not asking a question. You're basically stating or repeating a question embedded in a phrase. So it's understandable because... This is usually mastered by students at B2, the further, the last part of B2 and beginning of C1. So this is pretty much the part in which you become a more independent speaker. I mean, you really learn how to control grammar. And of course, this is what tells me that Tanaj still has some work ahead of, you know, his learning process because he still has to learn these things. But in the same answer, he gave this full stretch of language with no mistakes at all. Take a listen. I knew about that character, but not too much, not, not that crazy. But she sent me every single detail. She was totally crazy. Yeah. And this is, of course, the moment you realize that, yes, there are moments in which he can produce stretches of language with literally no mistakes. So well done to Nudge. I think this is, is a very good example just to see how well you can speak English. And to end my feedback about to Nudge Huerta's interview on Jimmy Kimmel is the final aspect. I think this is also very important because I know that a lot of native speakers of English do not pronounce the final T when they say can't. You know, when you say that you can, you can't. And it, you have to rely heavily on intonation and pronunciation because when we say can in affirmative, it's usually unstressed. 
if you say, for example, positively, I can do this, we say, I can. So the stress falls on the pronoun, I. We say, I can, I can do this. But if you say it in the negative, you would stress the can, and you will say, I can't do this. And I'm not pronouncing the T. You might repeat it as many times as you can, as you want, but you will hear that I haven't said any T's. You, you should say, I can't do this. So the stress on the can lets you know that I'm using a negative. Okay, so listen to how he said it, because obviously from context, you would get that it's a negative, but he didn't stress the can. So take a listen. She was, no, stop. You can say this, you can say that, blah, 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 blah. It was like, you can say this, you can say that. So this is exactly what he said. He said, you can say this, you can say that. Obviously, from the context of the conversation, he meant you can't say this, you can't say that. But he should have stressed the can. Of course, that would lead to confusion. And I think that's a very important aspect about, it's not only grammatical control, it's about controlling the pronunciation and how native speakers do this. Because obviously, you would break communication in this case. And unfortunately, in Cambridge exams, we do pay attention to these things. So this will be the end of today's episode. Remember that you can download the PDF with my feedback and you will see other annotations that I've made, of course, because I didn't want to sound repetitive in all the things that I had to say about Tenoch Huerta's interview on Jimmy Kimmel. Still, I think it was a fantastic interview. He was fun. He was a good sport. He was incredible as he was in the film Black Panther, which I recommend completely because you should all go to see it because it's amazing. He did an incredible job in the film. And I know that it's not very easy to deal with that. I've seen interviews with Antonio Banderas when he started out in the business in Hollywood. I remember, for example, an interview that he did after he filmed Interview with a Vampire. That was back in 1993, I think. And his English was not really that good. Of course, he struggled a lot. And he had to actually learn the lines with memorization. He had to memorize the lines phonetically because he didn't want to screw it up. And I think he did a very good job. I, I still remember that film and it's a classic. To me, it's a classic. It's one of my favorite films. And of course, when you have to deal with this world, it's very difficult. So don't get discouraged. It's a lifelong process and you should never stop. I think speaking other languages should be a must because not only will you get linguistic benefits, being able to socialize with other people and learning about other cultures, you also improve your cognitive processes as well. There's a wonderful TED Talk by the linguist John McWhorter, which of course I will put the link in the description box of today's episode, in which he talks about the different benefits of learning other languages. It's a lot of fun. And it's he, John McWhorter is incredible. He's so much fun. I listen to his podcast as well. It's, it's called Lexicon Valley, and you should go and listen to him. His books are also incredible. 
So thank you very much for joining me this week. I hope, I really hope that Tanach Huerta can listen to this podcast and see how much he's done for the community. Tenoch, creo que eres un tipo súper inteligente. Creo que estás haciendo un trabajo impresionante. Y creo que solamente es el comienzo de algo muy, muy bueno. Muchas gracias por haber participado en esta película. De verdad, te lo mereces. And if you really want to understand that, I'm afraid you have to learn to speak Spanish. Thank you very much for following me this week. Until next week, bye-bye.